Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everybody, to the Alt Left. This is episode 87. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is the Reverend Dr. K and Matthew Jumbo Johnson. Both you boys say hi to everyone. Hell no, we won't go. Hell no, we won't go. Oh, um, was I a little late oh. with that? Yeah, see, see and, and there you go, kids. That is exactly how effective liberal protests are. Yeah, thank you for demonstrating. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. And hello, and everyone, and welcome back. Yeah. Speaking of liberal protests, it's been a heck of a week. Uh, I'm sure you've been following in the news, because I don't think uh, our listeners aren't. But just in case you've been under a rock... Um, actually, it was kind of underreported for a while. It really didn't become national big-time news until the 11th hour. I've been following it for about the last week and a half. Um, but the railroad union has been, well, actually, there's several unions. But the railroad unions have gotten together. We're threatening a strike. Uh, and the two holdouts on them were the engineers and the conductors, which are the the more powerful the two of the, the four unions. Um, and basically what was going on is they were sick and tired of their shitty working conditions. Uh, it actually was not about medical benefits. It was not about pay. Um, compensation actually wasn't an issue at all, which it became part of the solution for some reason. I think that was just a placating measure, but compensation wasn't the gripe. Uh, the gripe was that they were being worked to death. Uh, these guys were being told they had to be on call seven days a week. Uh, they were constantly working. They were not given time off, and they were even being punished and fired for doing things like having family emergencies or going to doctor's appointments. Um, so obviously, that's a shit working condition. It's pretty shit. Yeah. That's a now, they did good... have three-week vacations, but in order to take those three-week vacations, they would have had to schedule six months in advance, and even then, they were still getting denied. So what it really comes down to is the fact that they, uh, the railroads just need more of these people in general, I think is the real solution here is, is having well, that more was part of it too. Engineers. They, haven't they been on a hiring freeze for the last three years though? Yes. They have not been hiring anyone, even Correct. though they've been making record fucking profits. Of course. Which, which is why they're not hiring anyone. You don't hire anyone and then make record profits. I mean, come on. Uh, no, that well, the thing is, hiring the appropriate amount of staff would barely even touch their profit margin. Like, yeah, it, that it is, wouldn't matter. That is the beautiful greed of capitalism, is that it, w- it wouldn't even be a noticeable fucking amount. The shareholders wouldn't even notice the amount of money it would take. And, and this is a common thing we actually see in a lot of businesses, um, where you see capitalists try their hardest to get every single penny out of labor they can. It never makes much sense. Because labor is one of your cheapest operating costs, right? If you're operating in the physical space, now obviously a little different for web-based companies, but whether you're working a manufacturing till, if you are a warehouser, if you are a train company, if you're working a fast food joint, it doesn't matter. The cheap labor is never your big cost. Your big overheads are things like rental space, your actual brick and mortar, your advertising, your inventory. Mm -hmm. These are the things that actually cost a shit ton of money not the measly wage you're giving out but where they really pinch their fucking pennies is on wages and that's because it's the only one they can control like they can't really do much about their rent price they can't do much about the cost of you know hamburger buns they they do they try to control as much as they can they'll outsource they'll do whatever but at the end of the day the price is the fucking price where there's an unlimited amount of fuckery you can do to your employees 
to try to squeeze that penny out. Well, and the bigger the company you have, the more employees you have, therefore the more savings. Uh, labor cost is actually considered a fixed cost because a fixed cost is something that you can control. And yes. so you, you budget for a certain amount. And in these particular cases, they budget for X amount of employees and they don't give a shit what those employees have to do to meet the demand of, of the business. In meeting that demand, they end up working all kinds of crazy, ridiculous hours. They pay all kinds of stupid overtime. And it actually ends up costing them more, but they don't care because they budgeted for X number of people and X number of hours, which is stupid. Yeah. So then you have the problem that we have where conductors and engineers are work to the bone, are sick and tired of the shitty conditions, and then eventually go, well, fuck you. We're just going to stop working until you give us what we want. And I don't know that that necessarily happened here, but at least they got something from what I understand. No, I don't and know unfor- all of the Unfortunately, specifics. it wouldn't have happened. The, the only reason this even came to an agreement, uh, and that's the other thing we're going to talk about, is Joe Biden is now running this victory lap as a friend of the unions and blah, blah, blah. And he's actually not. Um, At all. Not even Joe Biden, what Joe Biden did was an actual disservice to the unions um, because what he did was he basically threatened to force presidential override uh, into them, which is which has been done before. There's precedent for it. Uh, it's always totalitarian and it's always garbage, right? Uh, yeah. Most people will think about what Reagan did. So basically in 81, um, air traffic controllers were going on strike because they wanted more pay and they wanted a four-day work week, which to be fair, everyone, this is common knowledge, air traffic control is one of the most stressful fucking jobs in the world. Yep. There is zero room for error whatsoever. Um, you're an airline pilot and you totally fuck up. You kill an airline full of people. You are an air traffic controller and you fuck up. You can kill multiple flights worth of people uh, landing on a puppy factory. Like, it's, there's, there's just there's no amount of... Uh, I mean, you've seen Breaking Bad. You can see what happens when an air traffic controller fucks up. Yeah, it's just a bad fucking day. B- bad fucking day. So they wanted, again, they wanted a pay raise and they wanted a four-day work week, which as far as I'm concerned, air traffic control should get whatever they want. If they're like, we demand foot spas and back rubs every shift, I'd be like, done. Sure. Whatever. What do you, what do you fucking need, dude? You got it. Like, Easy. Like, just, we'll, just we'll fucking do it. do it. Like, who cares? Air traffic control. Like, these guys have a difficult job. They should get whatever the fuck they actually need. Um, but unfortunately... What happened was uh, Reagan, who, again, you know, we all know this. If something sucks, it's probably Reagan's fault. So he basically made this demand that regardless of what they needed or they wanted, uh, the good of the nation must prevail. So a lot of people agree with that, like not even just neolibs, like actual liberals will agree with that garbage take. You won't find me saying that, and my question will always be, well, if it's for the good of the nation, then shouldn't we be worried about the working class and what their fucking needs are? If an industry is willing to risk a strike, then their demands need to be fucking heard. And Reagan didn't care. Reagan is the one who single-handedly changed UC colleges to not be free because he didn't want hippies going anymore. He's the one who shut them down from protests. Reagan was pro-Vietnam. Reagan's the one who destroyed unions. Reagan's the one who took away mental health care in this country to try to make a budget work so he could have fucking space lasers that don't work. That's what the Jews were up to. Space lasers? (laughs) It's all Reagan. See? Even anti-Semitism goes back to fucking Reagan. 
Um, God damn it. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, so, so Reagan doesn't give a shit about the working class whatsoever. Cause obviously, I mean, this is the guy who is the neo-lib hero. Right. And he basically says like, no strikes illegal. He actually started fining the, um, the head of the, um, the union a thousand dollars a day. Well, while this continued and basically said that if you don't come into work, I'm firing every single one of you and you'll never work for the federal government again. So they did what they are constitutionally allowed to do and went on strike and Reagan did it. He fired every single one of them and they were all completely barred from not only being air traffic controllers, from having any governmental regulated job whatsoever for the rest of their lives. That's what that piece of shit did. And and it goes back further. Like Reagan's not even the first president to do this shit. Like it's very famous during Calvin Coolidge's presidency. Uh, the Boston police strike happened. It was one of the first police strikes that ever happened. And in fact, like it, it, it predates the Red Scare, but it was during the beginning of it because this was like 1919 it happened. And they were saying it was all done by Lenin and it was done by Soviets. And this was communism coming to America. And in fact, like the, the newspapers were even printing articles uh, that said things like, if, you know, if, if we allow police to unionize, they won't serve the interests of business anymore. Like that was, they were, I mean, the quiet part out loud, because again, remember, police were created to serve private businesses and private property, you know, in the North. In the South, it was to catch slaves. But in the North, places like Boston and New York, they were literally there to protect private property and industry. Um, so anyway, they went on strike uh, because they wanted to join the AFL. Uh, if anyone doesn't know what the AFL is, it's actually one of the first big unions, the AFL, and then they combined with the CIO. So uh, they are now actually still the AFL-CIO. It's the American Federation of Labor. Um, and they're really important. If you don't know about them, check them out. Go on Wikipedia. They were really big um, in steering the way in the second industrial revolution. It's why we have a lot of rights like overtime pay and no child labor and that kind of thing. Like if you like going to work and not getting your head chopped off, um, you can thank the AFL. Uh, so anyway, the cops are trying to join them. And even though I agree, no cops in unions, um, I don't agree with the idea that we should bust unions and unions are terrible. Um, and Calvin Coolidge allowed the, uh, I think it was the governor and the city controller. They said the same thing. They literally told them, no, the cops went on strike and they fired every single cop and they brought in state troops and they even brought in private militias uh, to keep order until they hired new cops and barred the other cops working and wouldn't hire them back. This is not a new story. This, this, you know, kind of like when we hear about, uh, workers' rights or minimum wage going up. It's like, how will we ever afford this? That always, you know, that same thing. It's like, no child labor. How can we afford this? No slave labor. How can we afford this? It's the same fucking thing. It's this, we can't let you go on strike. You're vital to the nation. What's vital to the nation is a robust working class. A working class that is willing to have class consciousness, is willing to come together for their right to have their labor recognized and valued and live lives that have dignity, meaning, and, and safety. Ever since Reagan, we're in this neolib period where we have watched unions disappear, college tuition skyrocket, debt increase across the country. Um, we're living in a neolib hellhole. It's been going on for 30, 40 fucking years. And this oh, is just part that. of it. Yeah, and, and so now we get people like Joe Biden who strike this deal, but it was only at the end of a gun. And, and, that and thing he is didn't Biden... even strike the deal. No, well, like he okay. called in and talked to them, and then well, then they came to no, some sort I mean, of a he, no, no, no. That's that's not actual, true. He, no. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he brought work. in a mediator. Like he actually did stuff. He brought in a mediator and basically assigned them to the task of getting this deal done. Like uh, Biden wasn't right, there at the table enough. himself, but yeah. he was orchestrating this. Like, let's yeah. be. I don't like what he yeah. did, but I'll give him credit for doing it. All right, yeah. fair enough. But the other part is not only you bring in a mediator, but then he put he pulled a gun on them and said, "Obey the mediator, or I will fucking fire you all and end your entire industry, and I will burn it down." Like he, there was no choice. These people didn't have the right to strike, and that's bullshit. There is no fucking industry. Like I'm sorry, isn't it funny how when we have industries that are too big to fucking fail, right? The bailout is always on the big money. How yeah. come Joe Biden didn't say, "Oh, uh, well, okay, this is too big to fail, so therefore the uh, the train companies have to capitulate to all the demands of the union, or else I'll take away your licenses to operate." Why didn't it go that way? But it never does. It always has to fall on shitting on the worker. And keep in mind, these are the same workers that this all started back in 2019 pre-COVID. These guys have not had increases to wages, breaks, time off, ability to stay with their families since 2019. And what were we doing that entire time? Every politician in office, including Joe Biden was waxing poetic about how these guys were essential and how we need to take care of our workers and how they can't stop going, uh, they can't stop working because we need them in order to keep everything moving and keep the economy going. We, we, we shot fireworks up their ass about how great they were. And when it comes to actually show that financially and with benefits and taking care of them, can't be bothered. Like Chris said, they go right back to treating them like shit. Every single time. And I, I just, this is what blows me away is people are championing Biden right now. Like Republicans aren't, I haven't seen them come out against this, this move, at, at least not in mass, like they normally do. You know, anytime Biden, like not in the same way when Biden said they were semi-fascist and then did nothing about it. Like, they had a bigger reaction to that than they have to this. And liberals are acting like he's a goddamn fucking savior. And I'm just like, are you not looking around? Like, if this was you guys, you'd be up in arms. And this is, you know, I'm going on a tangent with this. But for me, the lines between liberal and conservative are getting really fucking blurry because I, I'm, I'm failing to see a difference anymore. You know, you may not be as openly racist as conservatives are, and you may have a one or two pet projects that you'll vote left on. But when shit like this happens, instead of fucking standing with the workers and demanding more of our elected officials, no, you're just be like, oh, you gave them crumbs. Oh my God, you're so left. You're the greatest president we've ever had. Can I suck your dick? Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, the thing is, is that no matter whether you're a conservative or a liberal Republican or Democrat in this particular case with the railroad workers, uh, everybody got quote unquote what they wanted, right? The Republicans basically busted a union and the liberals, they got a deal for their conductors, you know, for their engineers. It's the same, it's the same bullshit. Not a terrific it's just, deal. It's no, no, I didn't say it was a terrific deal. In fact, you know, it's it wasn't apparently that great, but it wasn't that bad. Well, it depends on how you define it, real quick, because and, and that's it was really good. In, yeah, it was good in terms of money. They yeah. got like a twenty five percent pay raise, but they didn't want that. You know, plus like a thousand dollar bonus and some other yeah, bullshit. But that's not what they wanted. No, of course not. But 
that's kind of what, what I'm saying is like it's a win for for the the Republicans because you know they stood up to the unions, and then it's a win for the liberals because they negotiated and got them something. And it's like, well, you didn't get them what they wanted, and I don't think anybody's really happy other than you know everybody gets to to make a victory lap. Yeah. Uncle Joe gets to say, well, I did this and I did it for the good of the country and I did it for the good of these unions and I did it for the good of you as the people and and the good of the economy and all this bullshit, because that's what I'm seeing. The thing about unions today is like over the past, what, since 1960, uh, yeah, 1960, when we had uh, about 30 percent unions here in the United States, 30 percent of the employed people in the United States were in unions. Uh, it's down at like 10 percent. So every decade, it drops three to five percent, which is fucking insane to me. Unions do nothing but help the the worker, help the laborer. And our government is continuing to actively work against the union to this day. Always has. Yeah. Well, but something I want to address that Matt said was where you said like the line between liberal and conservative is getting blurry, but it's like it always has been like this idea that. Uh, that they were ever separate has been an illusion. Like, a- as the two of them start to coalesce into one blob of awful, you're starting to see what they really are. Like, that's the thing, is you're just recognizing the fucking truth, is that liberals and conservatives are no fucking different. And this idea that they're not is bullshit. It's something that's been bullshit for a long time. Like, there was one time, when liberalism was coined and it was brand new, when it was British philosophers like John Locke and Calvin and people like this, these guys were rich assholes who hated the working class, these original liberals. They just didn't like monarchies. They were fucking what we would consider now like right-wing libertarians. They were like, well, my father was rich and gave me a bunch of money and I've made money with that money and lived a life of happiness. And see, if you just were better, you could do that too. Get more money, poors. Like, that was the idea. And they didn't want a fucking monarch telling them they couldn't be a noble. They couldn't own land. They couldn't be a lord because these were all just a bunch of fucking privileged asshats. These were just Jeff Bezos's of their day. These were Elon Musk's. It was the same people. People born into fucking obscene privilege. And they were just mad that there could be any kind of ceiling to what they could do. They didn't give a fuck about anybody else. And they then sold this idea that liberalism was for the common man. And it's been a lie for hundreds of years. And it's been a lie in this country. You know, you know, Republicans love to, to claim credit for, you know, Abe Lincoln, even though he was a liberal. It's like, yeah, but think about Lincoln. Lincoln's a liberal. Lincoln was also a piece of shit. He didn't hate slavery at all. Lincoln was fine. He just didn't want slavery to expand. All he gave a fuck about was the union. When slaves joined the union, he didn't want to fucking pay them for their service. He didn't want to help their families when they died. And when the war was over, he wanted to expropriate them out of the country. Because he literally said that white people and Negroes cannot live together because the races are not equal. Like, Lincoln was a vile racist. And that's what liberalism gets you. And so it's a perfect example with Biden here. You have the conservative right saying unions are bad, period. And then you have the liberals saying, we're going to pretend we like unions, but also do everything we can to disempower them. 
And so I think that that blurriness is simply kind of kind of, you know, the fact that the Republicans kind of like you even saying, Matt, is how the Republicans are just basically like not even trying anymore. You know, like you've made this point a bunch of times where like they just don't even care about fucking hiding it at this point. That has empowered the Democratic Party and the liberals to stop caring as well, because if every time the Republicans slide to the right, that lets the, the, the liberals and the Democrats slide to the right and get away with it. Because if they move 10 feet to the right, then you can move 10 feet to the right. You're still the same distance away from them. And you can still be the the holy grail of fighting against them. I mean, and that's why things are... Excuse me. Sorry, okay. That's why things aren't getting better. Um, that's why we are constantly seeing... Like, I think people are waking up more and more to it because it's so blatant now that it's getting harder and harder to look at Democrats as the good guys. In fact, like we're seeing more and more people coming out and being like, like making comparisons to Republicans where you like you see people worshiping Trump and then talking shit about Biden and liberal like people that voted for Biden are just like, yeah, we just voted for him. So we didn't need Trump. We don't worship the guy. That attitude, I think, is growing steadily into more and more just an anti-democratic attitude. I don't know if it's strong enough or powerful enough to do anything to unseat Democrats or anything like that. It gives me hope to see it growing. But like it's getting harder and harder for even the most staunch, long-lived Democrat to say, yes, this party is headed in the right direction. In fact, when you poll them, most of them don't think it is. But they'll still vote Democrat because... Hey, at least they aren't Republicans, right? Exactly. You know, this is not a party who gives a fuck about a woman's right to choose. Democratic Party could have codified Roe v. Wade anytime they fucking wanted to. They didn't. It's been a bargaining chip. In addition to threatening to fire all of them, I'm going to paraphrase here a little bit, but essentially what Biden did was essentially cite to the people that were negotiating how much of an impact a strike would have on the economy, basically trying to guilt people who are suffering because of an oppressive corporation into not fighting for their rights because it would hurt the economy. And again, most people are going to be like, oh, Biden cares about the economy. That means he cares about me. No, he fucking doesn't. Biden cares about the economy because if it fucking tanks and inflation goes up, ain't no chance he's getting reelected this midterm. Well, and people who lose a bunch of money if the economy tanks are the ones who are funding his campaign. Yeah, and let me let me yeah. rephrase that. Not midterm. I meant next term. Obviously, yeah. Biden is getting up re-election this term, but I just want to clarify. But that'll tank his chances of re-election, and it'll take any chance Democrats have of getting the Senate this election. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. But I, I think that it was definitely about him. It had nothing to do with him actually giving a shit about the the union workers, that's for sure. But it bears mentioning because mostly I'm focused on the guilt trip aspect of that because it really shows how little he gives a fuck for the working class. Like his thoughts aren't on their strife, their plight, what's going on with them. He wants a fucking quick, he wants what exactly they got a very quick deal that will delay things until the, the midterm elections. And then he can just ignore it because even if they do strike, it'll all be resolved by the time his election comes around. And I think that's, that that's something that needs to be focused on because it's the shittiest fucking thing you could ever imagine. And it's the kind of behavior people usually lambast Republicans for doing. 
but the Democrat does it. And all of a sudden, oh, look at him. He's fighting for workers' rights. It's just like, take off your fucking blinders. Like, this is not hard to spot. It's so blatant. It's disgusting. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it is disgusting. But, you know, unfortunately, you guys are right with, you know, talking about vote blue no matter who. We can't do it any longer. Or we never should have been doing it. And we need to be more cognizant of who we actually put into power. Well, and, and something else to keep in mind, this isn't a done deal, too. I think it, it bears mentioning, like, the workers have to vote on this and agree to mm-hmm. it. And that is yeah, going to be true. an uphill battle. Like, there, from what I've been <clears throat> able, like, I've, we've got a couple people that we've worked with before. Prepper Pig has been talking a little bit about this in the uh, chat that we have with him. And this is a hard sell. Uh, the workers don't like this deal. They're not happy with it. Uh, a lot of them are voicing that they don't want this deal and that they want to strike. Now, if they if they reject the deal, it's important to mention that the strike doesn't happen right away. It just means everyone goes back to the negotiating table. But I really hope they do. I think this is nowhere near what they wanted. It doesn't resolve the problem, and it really just kind of kicks the issue down the road to be ignored later on. So if it was me, I think the strike is worth it, given what they've been going through over the last three years. We'll see, because I don't know if it's going to be worth it, because Biden has already indicated that he will tank them. He will fire them all, bring in scabs, and the and the rail companies will win. Like That's the problem. Is Biden himself has, has taken the teeth out of their fight. They have no choice but to accept it now. Yeah, now, what do you think that does to him politically, though? Do you, you don't think that hurts him at all in nope. the midterms? Not, Not even, even a little. little. Not even a tiny bit. And it's because most people don't realize what yeah. is actually occurring. They don't actually understand that that what he's doing is hurting a bunch of people. All they see is Joe Biden fighting for the economy and getting the trains back moving again. Dark Brandon. Yeah, that's all they see. They see that food and cars and all kinds of uh, other goods haven't been traveling across the country because people saying we strike, fuck you. We're not moving your shit. All of those people getting fired, not having jobs anymore. And then them bringing in scabs, like you said, so they'll promote anyone who is willing to work and do the job. They'll give them emergency uh, 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 licenses or whatever they need to do to bring them up to speed, to do, to, to run these trains because this is an actual skilled job. It's not like you can just hire any old person off the street, but there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people that know how to do this, you know, how to be an engineer, how to be a, a conductor, you know, in, at the end of the day, the average person on the street doesn't care about the, the people that got fired. All they care is that their goods are continuing to move. That's true. There's there's no class consciousness in the United States. Nobody. No, there isn't. No. It. Yeah. Not even a little. And that's the reason why our unions have gone from like 30% down to 10% because nobody gives a shit. Are you out there, people? Are you listening to this? Anybody listening? Probably already pro-union, but spread the word. This has got to end. And the only way it ends is if we start joining together and saying fuck it well but that's the thing so what are you gonna do because because that's what it takes it takes class consciousness and it takes you 
deciding you're not going to support that system anymore. And that's the problem is a lot of people are on board and say, this is bullshit. Fuck Joe Biden. And then they're going to go and vote Democrat. Mm -hmm. That's that's the unfortunate way about these things. Yeah, that's just what we have to remember is it's a propaganda and it's the same thing we've seen. It's a propaganda piece and it always has been. I mean, we just saw this weeks ago with his announcing of all, I'll relieve $10,000 in, in, in student loan debt. It's like, first of all, he well, yeah. hasn't, he hasn't done it through. He hasn't done nope. shit about it. He simply said he's gonna, and people have already assumed it's going to happen, but let's just, let's just go ahead. Let's play devil's advocate, right? Let's pay dark Brandon advocate. And it goes through that hitch. Everyone gets $10,000 of relief uh, if they have federalized student loans, which a lot of people have private student loans. This doesn't fucking help and, them at all. And make less than $125,000 a year. Yes. But the people who have private loans don't get shit. It's only people who have federal loans. And federal loans in good standing, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're defunct on your loans, there's a decent chance you won't be getting this program. Now, yeah, we don't you, know for sure. you any kind. Yeah. But there's a chance you won't be because that's what the federal government likes to do is they like to disqualify um, defunct loans. So there's that. But the real big issue is that none of the problem was solved. All he did was sweep dirt under the rug and move the fuck on. He's done nothing. I'll give $10,000. Again, let's play advocate. Let's say it goes through 100%. And so a big chunk of the American populace got some debt relief. And now millions more will take their place in five years. Yeah, because the cost of school isn't going down. He did nothing oh, to yeah. address the cost of school, which, again, you want to talk about Reagan. That's his fault. Yes, it is. Most colleges were either free or insanely low cost. And Reagan pulled all the federal funding from them because he didn't like Vietnam War protests. Um, in fact, it's funny. He actually uses communist language uh, in the interviews where he talks about he didn't want to have an educated proletariat. Those are Reagan's fucking words. It's crazy. I can't say that I'm surprised. I was a little surprised. I, I mean, uh, what I mean by that is I'm not surprised that Reagan said it. Uh, I'm I'm not surprised that that's what occurred. Uh, we we've talked about Reagan before. We've also talked about colleges before, and and what those costs are, and the the amount of inflation yep. uh, that has occurred because of it. The the hike in cost, you know, from from one generation to the next. The fact that this that type of predatory behavior. It holds the the average person down, you know the the cost not being proportionate between men and women, and the loans that are, the amount of loans that we've talked about all that kind of stuff. I think the the moral of the story here is is to be cognizant of it and to continue to fight against it. Mm -hmm. But we have to recognize that this could be fixed by Biden. These yeah. problems were created by Reagan. These could be resolved by a president, but he did nothing to address not only the skyrocketing cost of college, right? The fact that he's creating a class warfare situation on who has access to higher education, but he also did nothing to, to change predatory loan practices. You know, people say like, oh, well, you took out a loan and got $100,000 in debt, so you could have a philosophy degree. You're stupid. It's like, you're the one who gave $100,000 to a fucking 17-year-old. Why is that never addressed? If banks want to make risky loans, the risk falls on them, yet the government will protect their interests. They will, however, not protect the interests of children who were shoved into a situation where they were given a prohibitively costly experience, told 
by those very banking and governmental institution who's an absolute life necessity and then been told to go fuck themselves uh, when they when they have trouble paying it off. Biden could fix that. He could change the, he could, he could introduce legislation to change these deceptive loan practices. He could absolutely increase federal funding back into the college system, but he won't do either. He will give a quick payday and get the fuck out the door. He will sweep the dust under the rug. This is what we have. Um, again, what has Biden done about um, about Roe v. Wade? He's done nothing. He bitched about it. He moaned about it. He said, "We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, you know we're, we're we're gonna let the federal government you know allow Plan B and and, and the the post office won't stop shipping stuff." But it's like you've done nothing. You don't give a shit. Biden comes out with his fake outrage and he offers a Band-Aid solution and then he runs out the door doing a victory lap. And this is all we're seeing with this one again. It's the same thing every time. I mean, again, this just happened this week. I'm sure you guys have heard about Ron Ron DeSantis, right? Yeah, yeah. Him him busing a bunch of, or not busing, but flying a bunch of immigrants to to Martha's Vineyard. Oh yeah, Martha's Vineyard. I don't know about this, but... No. Okay. So basically he's pulling a Greg Abbott. He's taking a bunch of immigrants, um, essentially lying to them and telling them that they're, they're going to go somewhere where they're going to get taken care of or whatever, and just either flying or busing them to a sanctuary state, dropping them off somewhere, giving them all a bunch of misinformation about what they need to do. And then just kind of fucking off and letting the sanctuary states happen. Now here's where it gets really fucking hilarious. So the expectation was that all these states were going to flip out. Now, a lot of the elected officials are publicly coming out, like saying how fucked up it is that they're essentially human, human trafficking. But the states themselves, it's an outpouring of people coming to help these people, providing food, shelter, clothing, helping them get set up with housing, like all this, like literally living up to the sanctuary states that they are in fact being like they're taking care of these folks. But the Republicans didn't expect that, and they didn't even address it. In fact, they they are constantly trying to change the narrative to, to say that everyone in these states are freaking out and don't know what to do. It's hilarious. Like They're not engaging with reality even less than they normally do. It's like, <laughs> Republicans are going to be like, we're going to send them these states, and they're going to flip out. They send them to the states. The states do the exact opposite of that and take care of them and do exactly what they said they wanted to do with immigrants. And the Republicans are like, ha ha, look at them freaking out. The thing is, is, is it's bigger than that, though, because I guess I agree with you. Um, and, and it is hilarious how it's backfired. But first of all, there's actually people already trying to file charges of human trafficking against them in federal court, which needs to happen. Um, yeah. But there, there's a bigger, there's a couple bigger things. Is number one, um, he didn't fly anyone from Florida. Like that's the funny thing. I Those, didn't hear about that. I thought they were from Florida. I just assumed because it was no. Yes, that he was counting on all of his constituents assuming that he chartered two flights from Texas, basically claiming. And there was a couple of things. CNN actually just did a really good investigative report on this one, uh, basically saying that. Well, people who go to Texas, they all just want to come to Florida. So I was just preempting them coming to Florida. And that they signed waivers and knew where they were going. And it was like, no, they really they didn't. didn't. And they've yeah. been interviewed. And most of them actually have um, refugee paperwork. And they're awaiting asylum courts, which actually is quite illegal to deport someone or ship them somewhere while they're waiting for an asylum date. Like if you have an asylum determination proceeding that that automatically makes you lawfully present in the U S until a federal judge says otherwise, 
And I just read something where apparently, like, when if they do move, they have to file a change of address. And I believe they were told to file their change of address with the wrong agency, specifically so that they would get deported. I just read that, I think, an hour before we started this podcast. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, he 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 literally illegally moved people who were lawfully here in Texas to Martha's Vineyard. It is disgusting. Um, it is simply a racial motivated bullshit Republican move. And this brings me back to where we are. So where's Biden? We have a governor who's literally kidnapping people who are lawfully here across state lines, not even from his state, twice, from a different state to a different state. Where the fuck is the president? Where the fuck is the White House? Why have federal troops not moved in and arrested him and removed him from office? Because Biden doesn't I, care. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, that's that's the only logical explanation is that he, they just don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I don't understand how the National Guard has not been mobilized to take down the governor's office. But Biden doesn't care because liberals are just like fucking cops and just like fucking conservatives, and they're here for the status quo. And the president going after a governor is not very status fucking quo. That does not bring brunch back. That does not help capitalists. That does not help stocks go up. The stonk line must rise, and we will all die for it. But that's where he's at. So I I would love to hear anybody tell me why the fuck you're going to vote for a Democrat without using the word Republican, because they're everything wrong with this country. Joe Biden doesn't care about women's rights. Joe Biden doesn't care about gay rights. Joe Biden doesn't care about the poor. He doesn't care about students. He doesn't care about anybody. He doesn't care about migrants, people who are undocumented, and people who are here lawfully. He doesn't give a shit. The Democratic Party is an amoeba that is concerned only with consuming and surviving. Stop giving them power. Now, alternatively, we've got the Republican Party, and they're awful, but at least they they, they shift everything to the states, right? Because that's the, their big line, is states' rights, and everything just gets shifted to the states. And we Unless don't want you're national... Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Which, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, is Lindsey Graham's biggest thing for years, along with every other Republican, is how they they just didn't want federal court or federal law mandating abortion that everything needed to be to the states and that they weren't going to touch I just any believe law. in states power that's all it is i just don't like this big government this big yankee government coming into my states and telling people what's what i believe the good people of my state should determine for themselves and i would never introduce laws at a federal level would i cut to last week where he introduced a law at the federal level where he actually tried to limit abortion for uh to 15 weeks so basically anything abortion ban yeah yep so anything past 15 weeks can't do it with exceptions for rape and incest if if you have a psychological evaluation and a police report in the case of rape Uh uh-huh remember so anybody that tries to say well at least republicans vote for state and like they they'll 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 at least won't interfere with the states no bullshit because Bullshit. it's not about states' rights. It's never been about states' rights. It's about rich white men controlling everybody else who isn't a rich white man. Sorry, a rich white man. And even, not even in that case, like, yeah, actually, you know, rich white men. If you're a poor white man, they want to control you too. Yeah. Again, it's how it's always been. 
This country was designed that only wealthy, land-owning white men could vote. I mean, it's been that way from the start. The game has never changed. And I don't get it. Libs keep being surprised by it. And it's been the same game since the 1760s. It has not changed. What blows me away, though, is is the... It's the surprise, but then it's like, yeah, that's awful, but who else am I going to vote for? Republican? Like, I, that's the mentality that I don't understand because it's like, because when I was confronted with that, it was like, yeah, you know what? There's a lot of other parties out there. I can vote for somebody that actually represents me and actually wants the things that I want instead of just voting for the party that is just a slightly less shitty version of the other party. And, but like when I present this, I, I get blank stares. Like, like this is actually whenever like we don't we, for the first time in my family's history. Like I can't talk politics with my mom anymore because she will just not stop talking about how great Biden and Democrats are. And, and again, to her, like she's been this way my entire life. The reason I started out as a Democrat is because that's the household I was in. But my mother, who I I consider to be a pretty intelligent, rational being. When I present her with the facts of what Biden's doing, it's just a blank stare. It's just like, oh, we just can't talk to you about politics anymore. You're you're so aggressive with your, yeah. People are fucking dying. Hey, like the guy, dissonance bingo, right? I'm like right. the the person you support is literally assisting in the progression of fascism while killing swaths of Americans, and you keep insisting on stroking his dick whenever he says something that sounds purdy. You're you're just you're just impossible to talk to when it comes to this stuff, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm, welcome, I'm sorry. Welcome I give, to being I a leftist, a buddy. Yeah, sorry. I give a shit that the people you're voting for are fucking horrible. Yeah, but that's that's that is being a leftist versus a liberal. Is the liberals want status quo? It's just that simple. They want slight progress, and slight progress is great if you're the privileged class. But if you're somebody who's desperately trying not to get murdered from Guatemala and you're getting shipped on a plane from DeSantis, uh, waiting doesn't work for you because the Democrats want you to be shipped back to your home country. I mean, you know, Kamala Harris, don't fucking come here. These people are being murdered. They don't care. They don't fucking care. What has what has Biden said about DeSantis? Nothing. What has Biden said about Lindsey Graham? We bring up this thing where Lindsey Graham goes and, and tries to introduce his fucking bill What's Biden said about it? You got any, you got any quotes from him? Because he's been fucking dead-lipped about it because he already said his piece and now he doesn't want to talk about it. They got their fundraising. They got their talking points. Now it doesn't matter because they don't actually give a shit and they never did. This is a party who does not care about your body autonomy. They don't care about whether or not you starve to death. We, we, we've said this a million times. Trump was a better president during the pandemic than Biden was. Biden has done everything he can to try to undo all of the efforts that Trump did. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I think that Trump would be still handing out checks? No, I think Trump would have done the same thing. Trump would have also tried to dismantle all the good things he put in, all the eviction moratoriums, all the money, all of that. But it doesn't matter. Like, if that's the best argument you have is like, well, Trump would have done the same thing. Well, then how are you fucking better? Yeah, like that's what I don't get is when you can make that argument and not realize. So what you're saying is the guy that's supposed to be better than Trump is doing the exact same things and you still think he's good. 
You don't see the issue there? Because there's a D in front of his name. Mm-hmm. Instead of an R. Because he's 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 supposed to be the good guy. He's supposed to be the guy that fights for the rights of all of the people of America. And instead, what we got is somebody that doesn't really give a shit about America, doesn't really give a shit about the people. We got somebody who wants the status quo. Biden and Obama built the concentration camps. Yeah. But then they were just dealing with the immigrant crisis. Then Trump's in power. They're concentration camps. Now Trump's out of power and they're just happy camps again. They're just relocation centers. There's no child detention going on. Of course there is. They're fucking dying in there. Nothing has changed. He's kept all his policies. In fact, people are trying to end Trump's awful policies of stopping people at the border because of COVID. And Biden wouldn't even allow that. It's the same game. He's running. He's killing people. He's actively fucking killing people. And we've talked about this before. He has killed more people in Afghanistan than George W. Bush did. Biden's killed more children than Bush. Yeah. And just because Biden isn't trying to build a wall doesn't mean that he doesn't give a fuck about brown people. He doesn't. He doesn't give two shits. This is the guy who didn't want urban jungles with busing. This is the guy who who helped push the three strikes law. This is the guy who dragged Anita Hill through the fucking mud. And, 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 and it, it blows me away that anybody looks at the history of Biden and goes, yep, that's my fucking guy. You know, and I get it, too, on the liberal side of the thing. And this is any liberals that are, are, are listening to this, if there are any, I get it. My ideal life, like I am a solid average middle class earner. I have a job for the government in a union. I get decent pay. I get, I have a pension. I have health benefits. My wife is the same way. We are solid. My my only main desire in my life has always been to have this life, play video games, do nerdy shit with my friends and everybody else can get fucked. But here's the problem with that. Bad shit is happening. People are dying and I don't live in a fucking bubble. Eventually, this shit is going to spread to me if we don't stop it now. Just because it's only the brown people that are being affected right now doesn't mean you're immune. This doesn't stop just because you're a white middle class fucking homeowner. <laughs> like this is this is all coming for all of us. I can't ignore this and neither can you. Yeah. And they're human fucking beings. Yeah. Like, that's the one that really kills me is like. We have to make the argument that like one day it'll be you. It's like, yes, we do have to make that argument. Yeah, we were talking about this before before we started recording about COVID fatigue and how the reason why Americans didn't respond well to masks is because it wasn't about saving yourself; it was about helping other people. And it's the same thing. It's like, Jesus Christ, I, I I can't even make the argument of hey, we have concentration camps, and everyone's like, meh, yeah, like nobody fucking cares. And it, it it blows me away. Uh, well, I was just going to say verbatim, it blows me. What blows me away even more though, is like, so we talk about lack of empathy and, you know, I think there's an emotional component to that. Like you have to be able to look at somebody else suffering and feel like put yourself in their place to the point where you have an emotional reaction. But that isn't all that's needed here. Here's the thing. Personally, I'll, and I'll be honest. I think people as a whole are fucking horrible. I hate everyone. Like, in case you guys, anybody listening couldn't tell, Chris and, and, and Kay are far more the friendlier people 
of the three of us. They, they are way more empathetic and way more nice. The reason I advocate for these things is not because I necessarily give a shit about people I don't know about. It's because logically that's the way we should live. I'm a humanist. Okay. The reason I don't murder people is because I don't want to be murdered. The reason I want to take care of people is because I would like them, and if I was in an emergency, to take care of me. We do for each other because we're social beings. It's ingrained in our DNA to take care of each other. That's our natural state. Not all this Ayn Rand bullshit that everyone always on the right that likes to fucking stroke their dicks off of whenever they talk about it. We're, we're not selfish beings. We're intrinsically, in our in our cores, meant to take care of each other. Even if you don't emotionally feel for some guy that you see on the street, the the logical thing to do is to take care of that person so that hopefully that person one day might be in a position to take care of you. If, if you want to take the selfish angle, do it that way. But there is no version of this where it makes sense to not do this. I don't, I don't care what argument you need. Anybody that can look at somebody else suffering and say, fuck them. Honestly, I'm at the point now where I, I kind of just want you dead. I, I don't want you on this planet because you aren't worth it. You are what is going to kill us as a species. You aren't helping anything. I don't care if you donate to 50,000 charities because you're a billionaire. Eh, okay, you donated $500 million last year, but you're worth like $20 billion. Great. You effectively did nothing. The rest of the money, the people you're harming to hoard the rest of your wealth, outstrips whatever benefit that $500 million did to anyone. And, and that's what nobody thinks about. That, that's what gets me, I think, the most is anybody that is a poor right-winger will look at that billionaire and be like, well, one day I'm going to be him. And I would hate it if people took my billions away and I was only worth $800 million. That would be horrible. Therefore, fuck everyone else. I just, I'm telling you guys, I just, I was telling Kay before we started this, you weren't here, Chris, but I'm at the point now where I'm just, we need a new plague. COVID didn't do the job. Let's get let's get a new one in here. Something real deadly that'll just kill these fuckers off. Nope, disagree. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know that I agree with that one either, to be honest. I, I, I want people who call themselves good people to act like it. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. And I, I got to tell you, and this has been, you, you've known me for years. How often do you see me posting on social media? Hey, there's going to be a Nazi rally. So, you know, anybody who said they would have done something in World War II, now's your fucking chance to do it. They don't care. Nobody wants to put their money where their mouth is in this country. I I know a hundred people who fucking cheer me on. Yeah, go fight the Nazis. Like, where, where the fuck you been? Because I ain't seen you there. Nobody fucking cares. Everyone likes to bitch. And not even only, a few people like to bitch. Most people don't even want to bitch. They just want to watch TV. They don't want to even talk about it. They can't talk about politics about you, Matt. Like, people don't want to deal with it. We are in an, a state of apathy that we have been force-fed by consumerism to stop caring about other human beings and stop worrying about our future. This Societies are not supposed to be like that. People are supposed to be advocate for at least themselves and their neighbors. Nobody advocates for anyone anymore. People who are willing to advocate and stand up for their fellow human beings are few and far between now. 
So I don't have a solution. Uh, I would like people to start giving a shit and actually putting their money where their mouth is. But I don't see that happening. We are we are a culture of apathetic cowards. And I see that only getting worse. Nobody wants to talk about concentration camps. Nobody wants to talk about police brutality. Nobody wants to talk about imperialism. Nobody fucking cares. They just don't fucking care. How many times did we hear, well, you know, if the conservatives ever overturned Roe v. Wade, that'd be the end of them because this whole country would fucking riot. Not one, because it didn't. A single nope. riot. Didn't A happen. A single fucking riot. That's actually not true. There were. And the right-wingers did it where they attacked Planned Parenthoods. And they held giant right-to-life rallies in celebration. And they are now only emboldened to attack people at Planned Parenthoods. So yeah, I don't know. Fuck this country and fuck everyone in it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of my own nation. And, and the people that are in it. Yeah. Because nobody fucking cares. So. Yeah. Everyone quit talking a big fucking game. Do something. Stop voting for Democrats. Get off your fucking asses. Stop being comfortable. Go do something. Give a shit about your fellow human being. Join an anarchist collective. Go to a book club. Join some fucking leftist organizations. Go volunteer at a soup kitchen. Go volunteer. Go help out a fucking tenant union. Go defend a homeless encampment. Go find people who are defending Planned Parenthoods. Go do something. It's 1938. You're in Berlin. What the fuck are you going to do about it? You going to actually give a shit or are you going to sit at home and cry? There's a, there's a German saying and I'm going to butcher it. It was, it was basically like... Uh, you know, nice and kind neighbors make the best Nazis. And it's true. Mm -hmm. Apathy is no different. And that's all I have. I'm going to end it on a bummer. Sorry, listeners, but I got nothing. Country's falling apart and it's fucking on you. We can't do it alone. Give a shit. Do something real. Go volunteer your fucking time. You don't have to pick up a stick and go fight a Nazi. You can go and depend and support people who do. There is a place for everyone at the table of not liking Nazis. You just have to be willing to get off your ass and do something about it. Or volunteer. You know, not even just, you don't have to go after Nazis, but like, I mean, Chris works at a fucking uh, a food pantry. Do something like that. If you don't want to be at the protest, drive the people to and from the protest who are going to be there. Bring them, them water. That way. Be an yeah. observer. Film their interactions with the cops. Like, there's a million things you can do. Stop watching football. Get off your ass and go do it. Don't just sit at home. The TV is the enemy. Stop watching news. Read books. Read blogs. Talk to people who are actually on the ground. And go get active. Find fellow leftists. Start conversations. Start signal groups. Find people. Everyone's got a fucking friend out there who's a crazy black blocker like me. Go find them. Ask them what they're doing about it. Ask them what they're up to. Ask them how you can help. They're out there. And that is how you take care of each other take care of yourselves and make the revolution about you.